Meet Reed Lance Rosenthal, rancher, number one best-selling, award-winning author, and unabashedly, unapologetically on the right side of the outstanding issues of our generation. But don't try to fence him in. Sometimes his positions will surprise you, because Reed is definitely his own man, with his own opinions. You might love him, you might hate him, but you won't be able to stop listening. Step over to the right side with Reed. Howdy, listeners from coast to coast, from the Gulf to Canada and around the globe. Reed Lance Rosenthal on the Right Side Radio. I got so much stuff for you in this show, it's going to make your eyes pop. And some really important stuff. There's actually beginning to be lawsuits that are gaining traction against folks who imposed vaccine mandates. Then we have a catastrophe coming in California and trucking, which will affect the whole country. I'm going to have a huge, another huge rat-a-tat-tat for you, just like last week. People liked that. And boy, do I have a lot of rat-a-tat-tat. Oh, my God. And we're going to go over the history of the writing and the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Yes, it's after July 4th. I purposely waited because I think it will have more import. And when I go through that historical story for you, of all the things that happened that you probably don't know, I'm going to give you the rest of the story on the signing of the Declaration of Independence. And then we're going to go over the Supreme Court. You know, the Supreme Court has made a pile of rulings in the last few weeks. And you've heard about some of them. You haven't heard about others. They're all critically important. I'm going to zip through them for you so you have a pretty good feel of what this Supreme Court has done in its term because it is monumental, mostly great a couple of things disappointing. And since I'm your hayseed from Wyoming, bringing you the news that nobody else does, that you absolutely, positively, without a doubt, need to know, we're going to start off, as we usually do, with a quote from the founders or the mentor of the founders, Thomas Paine, particularly apropos with this show, since we're going to be dealing with the Declaration of Independence. And then I got a little rant story for you, which will tie in, just like last week's did, to all the things we're going to be covering today. So let's start with Thomas Paine. Government, even in its best state, is but a necessary evil. In its worst state, an intolerable one. And here's another for you from Thomas Paine. Very important to today's show. Rights are not gifts from one man to another, nor from one class of men to another. It is impossible to discover any origin of rights otherwise than in the origin of man. It consequently follows that the rights appertain to man in right of his existence and must therefore be equal to every man. Keep that in mind as we go through our piles of stories in this show. Let's start with our little rant story. So last week, and people loved it, I told the story of the ditch I put too much water in and it overflowed, which caused all sorts of reactions. You know, the theory of too much water in the ditch has a bad result. This is the problem, of course, with the Democratic Marxists who unfortunately are controlling the Democratic Party. It's also the problem with some of the folks on the right. Pigs are fat and happy and hogs get slaughtered. Well, the other day, the way the ponds are set up, the reservoirs are set up, on the ranch here, each one kind of feeds a ditch system or an irrigation system and then goes back into another and then gets again distributed. It makes for a wise use of sparse water. There's this one pond that we don't have real good control over the outlet, 
over. And we've been tinkering with this pond for weeks and weeks and weeks, playing with it, opening the head gate, closing the head gate. We have a big metal plate in front of that. We have a canvas irrigation dam in front of that. And the other day, that pond wasn't letting enough water out. And the pond below it, which feeds one of our pivots, ran low, and it shut the pivot off, which caused all sorts of other problems. So this is kind of the reverse of last week's rant story. If you didn't hear it, you should on the rightsideradio.com. In this show from last week is right under the show from this week. This is the problem of holding back. And if you hold back too much, well, bad things are going to happen. Too much water in the ditch, bad things are going to happen. Not enough water out of the pond, bad things are going to happen. Everything is downstream, folks. Everything is downstream. All right, the history of the Declaration of Independence. You know, even after the initial battles in the Revolutionary War broke out, there were very few colonists that desired kind of complete independence from Great Britain. And those who did, like John Adams, were considered radicals. Radicals. But things changed over the course of the next year. The first battles of the Civil War... April 19th, the guns of April, Concord and Lexington. But a year later, Britain was attempting to crush the rebels with all the force of its great army. In October 1775, King George railed against the rebellious colonies. He ordered a massive enlargement of the royal army and navy. And in January 1776, when the word of all that reached America, that kind of strengthened the radicals' cause. The same month, the recent British immigrant Thomas Paine, I give you his quotes all the time, published Common Sense, and he argued that independence was a natural right and the only possible course for the colonies. His pamphlet, by the way, Common Sense, sold more than 150,000 copies in the first few weeks in publication. That's like selling millions of copies today. In March of 1776, North Carolina's Revolutionary Convention was the first colony to vote in favor of independence. Seven other colonies had followed suit by mid-May. On June 7th, Virginia delegate Richard Henry Lee introduced a motion in the Continental Congress calling for the colony's independence, and this was at the Pennsylvania State House, later known as Independence Hall, in Philadelphia. There was all sorts of heated debate. Congress postponed the vote on Lee's resolution, and the Congress... <laughs> very torn apart, actually declared a recess. The resolution, by the way, that Richard Henry Lee introduced went like this, quote, resolved that these united colonies are, and of right ought to be, free and independent states, that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown, and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is, and ought to be, totally dissolved, unquote. When Congress adjourned, by the way, squabbling amongst themselves and fearful, on June 11th, they appointed a five-member committee to draft a public statement that would explain the reasons for declaring independence if they decided to do so. John Adams, Massachusetts, Benjamin Franklin, Pennsylvania, Robert R. Livingston of New York, Roger Sherman of Connecticut, and Virginian Thomas Jefferson was that committee. The committee submitted its draft declaration to the Congress on June 28th. That's that famous painting, by the way, 
That's John Trumbull's famous painting that now hangs in the Capitol Building Rotunda in Washington, D.C. I'm sure you've seen it. Congress debated Lee's resolution on Monday, July 1, 1776. Nine colonies were prepared to vote in favor. The South Carolina and Pennsylvania delegations, however, remained opposed, and the two Delaware delegates were deadlocked, one for, one against. Gee, how American. The New York delegates were unable to vote at all, since their instructions permitted them only to pursue reconciliation with the king. But on July 2nd, Caesar Rodney rode into Philadelphia from Dover, Delaware, bringing a tie-breaking vote for Delaware in favor of independence. South Carolina immediately shifted its position in favor. The Pennsylvania opponents chose to, shall we say, temper or stay away from their dissent. And when the vote was called on July 2nd, Lee's resolution passed by a vote of 12 to 0, with New York abstaining. By the way, that same day, as a little historical side note, July 2nd, British troops under Admiral William Howe landed at Staten Island, preparing for a big battle with Washington's fledgling army. Then, of course, the Congress, being Americans, began debating the Declaration, editorial revisions, but leaving mostly untouched the soaring rhetoric of Jefferson, who had done 99% of the drafting with some editing by both Ben Franklin and and John Adams. On July 4th, the final draft of the Declaration of Independence as we know it was approved. But then we have the rest of the story. On July 9th, New York reversed its earlier instructions to delegates and they joined the colonies in approving the Declaration of Independence. The colonies were now unanimous, 13 colonies all in favor of breaking away from Britain. On July 19th, Congress ordered an official copy of the Declaration to be engrossed, written out in large handwriting on parchment for the delegates to sign. On August 2nd, 1776, not July 4th, folks, August 2nd, the Declaration of Independence was signed. And the mood in the room was not jubilant. Everybody was aware of the magnitude of what they were undertaking. This fledgling set of colonies in a wilderness taking on the greatest empire on the planet Earth. And they knew that this would be considered an act of high treason against the British crown that could cost every man his life. And indeed, of the 57 signers, more than two-thirds died at some point during the revolution or saw, saw their families or plantations destroyed. I've brought you those stories on previous July 4th. I may bring it to you again. Recalling that day... Many years later, Pennsylvania's Benjamin Rush, a delegate, he kind of wrote of the, quote, pensive and awful silence which pervaded the House when we were called up, one after another, to the table of the President of Congress, which was John Hancock, to sign, quote, what was believed by many at that time to be our own death warrants. This is also when all these incredibly courageous men pledged to their country, their new fledgling infant embryonic country and to themselves their faith their families their fortune and their sacred honor but the rest of the story folks is that the declaration of independence was not signed on july 4th it was signed on august 2nd and in fact seven members of the continental congress signed thereafter and thank you founders from one american 
to all of you from so long ago for having the vision and the foresight and the inspiration to found this great country of ours. And in the future, folks, even keeping in mind the rest of the story, remember the preamble that Jefferson wrote to this incredible document, one of the three corners of the American Republic. No, not a democracy, a representative republic. The Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the Declaration of Independence. Quote, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted amongst men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Unquote. Keep that in mind as you listen to today's show. We need to exercise those voices. You need to stand up. We need to stand up. It is our turn, our time, to preserve liberty. Let's talk about what the Supreme Court has done over the last number of weeks. It's really amazing. First of all, the Supreme Court ruled against Biden 9-0 and rebuked him for his HHS, Health and Human Services, breaking all sorts of rules. Basically, they ruled, and I told you I was going to bring you, be bringing you more of the story, so here it is, that HHS illegally reduced prescription drug reimbursements to hospitals by $1.6 billion per year from programs that were aimed at helping poor or elderly patients. <laughs> Gee, there's no eugenics going on here, folks. No, 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 no. Furthest thought from their mind. Federal law, so that you know, requires Medicare to cover some of the costs hospitals incur when providing prescription drugs. Biden's administration, our illustrious President Cadaver, lowballed these hospitals, which, by the way, many of which helped almost exclusively poor people in poor communities. The court decided, by the way, that Biden was cheating hospitals at nearly $2 billion a year. So there'll be a lot of money coming to that community hospital near you, folks. And if you think that these people are your friends up there in Washington, and you are over the age of 60 or whatever for Medicare, or you're on Medicaid, well, may I suggest you think again. And when we come back, we'll finish up these amazing rulings by the Supreme Court over the last, oh, three or four weeks. And then we're going to get into some mind-blowing rat-a-tat-tat and news. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried to cancel myself and MyPillow. During these times, your support has meant everything to us. So my employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly on to you. We're selling the best products ever for the best prices ever. For example, we have my towels with proprietary technology, which makes them soft and absorbent. Towels that work, what a concept. They're made with USA cotton and come in a variety of awesome colors. My six-piece towel set is regularly $109.99, now just $39.99 with your promo code. Support Mike. Support America. Get great stuff. Use the promo code RIGHTSIDE, R-I-G-H-T-S-I-D-E, RIGHTSIDE, or call 800-892-1083, RIGHTSIDE. Do you own an annuity? 
either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-914-1358. That's 800-914-1358. Hey, listeners, this is Reed Lance Rosenthal, your host of On the Right Side Radio, and I have a message for you. Do you want a business? Sell a product? Provide a service? Have a message you want to get out? Do you believe in freedom, the Constitution, and America? Here's your opportunity to reach 69 million sets of ears in scores of markets around the country, including five of the top 10 and 15 of the top 50 markets in the United States of America. Very affordable, very flexible, 30 and 60 second packages available. Give your business a boost and help America get the truth. Call Francis at Media Airtime at 602-300-8250, 602-300-8250, or write Francis at MediaAirtime.com. That's F-R-A-N-C-I-S at MediaAirtime.com. Thank you. Let's talk about some of the other cases, in fact, many of the other cases that the Supreme Court did. And I'm going to rattle through these fast. If you want to catch more information, you can on the website, on the right side, radio.com. Dobbs versus Jackson's Women Health Organization. This is the Roe v. Wade case. As I told you last week in detail, and if you haven't heard it, you really should, on the right side, radio.com. The justices voted 6-3 to, to uphold a restrictive Mississippi abortion law. Basically, they did not rule against abortion. They took no decision on abortion. They basically said the federal government does not have the power in the Constitution, you know, the documents that we just talked about, to regulate abortion on a federal level and that it was up to the states. On the Second Amendment, the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin, this was the first major Second Amendment ruling in more than a decade. And the court held that law-abiding Americans have a right to carry handguns outside the home for self-defense. This shot down a long-standing New York law that required a special need to carry, you can imagine. And it also puts at risk all similar laws in many other states, for instance, Maryland, California, New Jersey, Hawaii, and Massachusetts. On climate change, this was huge. I mean, I've told you, this is might be the biggest ruling of this term. West Virginia versus Environmental Protection Agency. Basically, the court rolled back the Environmental Protection Agency's ability to reduce carbon output of existing power sources and power plants. This is a huge blow to Biden's attempt to administratively change our economy and our country from fossil fuels to (laughs) so-called renewables. Yeah, okay. 
The other thing that this ruling does is it begins to limit the power that these agencies have assumed over the last 30 plus years, which is great for smaller government and individual rights. On immigration, unfortunately, the court ruled five to four that the Biden administration has the authority to reverse Trump's policy that required asylum seekers to remain in Mexico while their cases are being reviewed by U.S. courts. Now, you may disagree with this, but this is sound constitutional law as much as I hate to admit it. On COVID and vaccine mandates, which, by the way, are falling by the wayside across the world. I have an Australian story to tell you in the rat-a-tat-tat. National Federation of Independent Business versus Department of Labor. The court blocked President Cadaver's vaccination or testing requirement for the nation's largest companies. This is a huge blow to their attempt to control your life and control your body through illegal mandates. This is a big deal, this ruling. Biden versus Missouri. In a separate case, quite interestingly, the court allowed the mandate for vaccines to go forward for healthcare workers at facilities that receive Medicaid and Medicare funds. Basically, they said the Health and Human Services Secretary's responsibility, oh yeah, what a winner that is, for protecting the safety of patients overrode individual rights. How's that? In the separation of church and state, Carson versus Macon, basically the court invalidated a tuition program in the state of Maine that ruled that the state cannot bar religious schools from receiving public grants extended to other private schools. John Roberts, by the way, wrote the majority opinion and said that the tuition program promotes stricter separation of church and state than the Constitution requires. You notice how everything goes back to the Constitution with this court, as it should. School prayer, Kennedy versus Bramerton School District. You've probably heard of this one, but the court sided with a former high school football coach who got fired after leading post-game prayers on the 50-yard line. Basically, and Gorsuch by the way, wrote the majority opinion. The court said the coach's prayers at the public school were protected by the Constitution's guarantee of free speech and religious exercise and did not violate the prohibition on government endorsement of religion. Then we have Guantanamo Bay and state secrets. The court held that the state secrets doctrine prevents a Guantanamo Bay detainee from questioning two former CIA contractors about the abusive treatment he supposedly received at a supposed black site facility in Poland. Death penalty and religion. This is Ramirez versus Collier. A death row inmate was scheduled or is entitled, the court ruled, to have his pastor touch him and pray aloud at the time of his execution. Shirtleff versus Boston. Unanimous decision. The court said it was unconstitutional for the city of Boston to deny a ceremonial city hall flag-raising event when it was done by a Christian group, when it had never turned down any other organization. No, there's no bias against Christians, guys. No problem. Whatever the left tells you, you they love Christians. Yes, okay. Indian law. Oklahoma versus Castro Huerta. A majority sided with Oklahoma. Basically, they said that the Oklahoma state officials do have the power to prosecute non-Indians for crimes against Native Americans on a tribal reservation. The Indians are not happy about this. But this limits the reach of a 2020 ruling, same court, 
that reclassified 40% of Oklahoma. I brought you that story two years ago, including the city of Tulsa as Indian land, and then shifted criminal prosecutions to tribal and federal courts. Now, of course, these momentous decisions were met by hysterics on the left. You're familiar with Roe versus Wade from last week. But let me give you some others. Obama slammed the Supremes. Quote, every day we're feeling the impact of climate change, and today's Supreme Court decision is a major step backward. He's talking about the EPA ruling. Of course, you know, I don't think the Obamas are feeling the impact of climate change every day in their Martha's Vineyard 29-acre estate with seven bedrooms and eight and a half bathrooms. Yeah, I'll have a story for you on Rat-a-tat-tat, too. Others in the liberal media... The Supreme Court is so bad that it's a threat to humans, the earth, the climate, or Bob's big boy down the street. Okay. MSNBC anchor and kind of Rachel Maddow impersonator Chris Hayes, he tweeted out, run out of words to describe this court, but amongst other things, it's now a threat to the planet. Oh, okay. Kate Aronoff, she's the climate reporter for the far left New Republic magazine, quote, Minority rule in the United States is a threat to life on Earth. Well, I hate to tell you, Kate, but it's a majority rule. The Prospect Managing Editor, another left-wing outfit, Ryan Cooper, quote, The Supreme Court is a clear and present danger to all human life on Earth, unquote. Sure it is. (laughs) Sure it is. New York Times columnist Paul Krugman, you know, he got Trump's economy wrong. He got Biden's economy wrong. In fact, he's gotten everything wrong. But... Uh, He's still kind of a prophet of doom and boom. His tweet, quote, undoing Roe is awful. Kneecapping environmental regulation is existential. This Supreme Court has just come down on the side of civilizational collapse, unquote. Okay. And then Gizmodo, left-wing website. The Supreme Court just effed the planet, unquote. (laughs) Okay. You betcha. And then Captain Planet, another left-wing site. And they were speaking for their mother, Mother Earth. Former CBS Evening News anchor Dan Rather, if you remember, he lost his job for phony reporting on George Bush. Dear Supreme Court, thanks for nothing, Planet Earth. And finally, ABC, and I could go on and on and on. ABC White House correspondent Mary Alice Parks, her tweet, quote, Who is going to save the planet, unquote. (laughs) Okay. You know, go Supremes, go America, go Constitution. How about we get into some huge series of rat-a-tat-tat? And remember, you can read every one of these stories I'm bringing you under the rat-a-tat-tat link on ontherightsideradio.com in detail. Obviously, if I'm going to cover a lot, I can't cover everything in detail. But these first three rat-a-tat-tats are, amongst all of them, amazing, jaw-dropping. They are critical. You need to know them. Let's start off with, did you know that our strategic oil reserves are down to the lowest levels since 1986? 700 million barrels of oil are supposed to be in the reserves. We're down to about half of that. And the Biden administration, our President Cadaver, Obama third term, is shipping oil, in fact, 5 million barrels of it, to China, India, and, and points unknown. That's right. We are selling oil to our enemies while you pay five bucks at the pump and going up. I think that's treason. Read more about it on the rat-a-tat-tat. And by the way, as an aside, 
on Rat-a-tat-tat. I can't cover it all, folks. So we have a new kind of news section. It's called America 2022 with more amazing stories that ought to be on Rat-a-tat-tat if we simply had more time. Now, let me tell you about the next two unbelievable Rat-a-tat-tats. California Truckers Association. They're warning that 70,000 independent truck owner operators are going to be taken off California roads later this week because a new law passed by the Democratic (laughs) Legislature of California, it's unbelievable, AB5 is the name of the law, kicks in. So they have seven days to cease longstanding independent businesses working for shipping companies. Folks, I want you to think about this for a moment. This law also precludes independent truckers from coming into the state to pick up goods and to return them to points across the United States. Roughly a third of America's food supply comes from California. Think of all the container ships, freighters, etc. that unload at California ports. Who's going to be picking all these up? What the legislature out there is supposedly trying to do is to force everybody into unions and an employee status of larger trucking firms. This has disastrous ripple effects. You know, my story is about too much water in the ditch and not enough water out of the pond. Well, this is a combination of the two. Not enough water out of the pond, way too much water in the ditch in the terms of government regulations. And at the same time, and I've brought you this story in the past, you have Union Pacific and other railroads literally reducing the number of cars that will carry freight. I mean, they've told fertilizer industries, they've told DEF, you know, the diesel story I brought you, the diesel additive story, which we have about a seven-week supply left in the United States. They're not carrying that, or they're carrying limited quantities. And Union Pacific is reducing the number of cars going into California at the same time 70,000 trucks are going to be taken off the road. Never mind the incredible damage to independent truckers and their families. I mean, you know. Why would the bureaucrats care about that? Think about farmers in California who can't sell their goods because they can't move their goods. You know, food spoils, right? It's not like, oh, well, you can pick it up next month. A head of lettuce lasts about a week under refrigeration when it's being trucked. I can go on down the list. This is a disaster for the country. It's a complete disaster and, once again, totally avoidable, too much water in the ditch for California. If California thought they saw an exodus before, you just wait and see what's going to happen. This is obviously going to affect prices and availability, so govern yourself accordingly. The next big rat-a-tat-tat. The Los Angeles Unified School District, a court has ruled they were not authorized to mandate COVID vaccines or to force kids into independent study. In other words, you know, you can't attend school. And they have said, parents, you can sue their butts off. This is great. This is like the first crack in the dam of getting people accountable. Bureaucrats, control freaks, big pharma crooks, corrupt government henchmen of big pharma like Tricky Tony Fauci and the rest of the crew up there at the NIH. This is what the court decided, that the LAUSD, the school district, was wrong in requiring the vaccines, that for all but 10 vaccines like polio, personal belief exemption must be respected, The school district can no longer send kids away from their school and to independent study because they weren't vaccinated. The Department of Public Health is the only one that can mandate vaccines. The ruling applies to all the students, not just the students who was the plaintiff in this case. And any parents 
that were injured by all this nonsense. And any kids that were injured by all this nonsense, whether it's directly from the vaccine or psychological, can now sue for monetary damages. This is a big deal, folks. That article, along with the trucking article, is posted under Family Safety and Rat-a-tat-tat. You might want to be talking to your attorneys out there in California parents. And then, of course, we come to some international news. Oh, yes, this is great. The Armenian government that was in an agreement with the United States for bio, bio-warfare labs, you know, let's just call them what they are. There's a headline, Eurasianet, Armenia limits bioweapons cooperation with U.S. amid Russian pressure. At the same time, NATO is now, Turkey has dropped its, its negativity, and NATO is now moving full bore ahead on bringing Finland and Sweden into the alliance. This is great. You know, I mean, Russia is just really happy, right? Really happy. And when we come back, more huge rat-a-tat-tat. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bones. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them, and it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-378-3719. That's 800-378-3719. Hey, listeners, this is Reed Lance Rosenthal, your host of On the Right Side Radio, and I have a message for you. Do you want a business, sell a product, provide a service, have a message you want to get out? Do you believe in freedom, the Constitution, and America? Here's your opportunity to reach 69 million sets of ears in scores of markets around the country including five of the top 10 and 15 of the top 50 markets in the United States of America. Very affordable, very flexible, 30 and 60 second packages available. Give your business a boost and help America get the truth. Call Francis at Media Airtime at 602-300-8250, 602-300-8250, or write Francis at MediaAirtime.com. That's F-R-A-N-C-I-S at MediaAirtime.com. Thank you. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-914-1358. 
That's 800-914-1358. Russia announced with glee, remember I told you all wars are economic, that the BRICS country, that is Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, have now formed an alliance to come up with a new currency, a new world currency, that is based on commodities. In other words, this new competing currency to the United States dollar will be based on real assets, which these countries are rich in. The United States is based on, you know, a printing press and debt. If the United States loses its reserve currency, I've brought you this story, you can expect a 25% overnight decline in your standard of living and all sorts of other bad things. Another school story. So there's school districts now around the east and in Michigan that are making parents, I brought this just just a little taste bud to you last week. They're making parents pay for records. And I don't mean just a few dollars, you know, for a copy. And by the way, they're getting their butt suit off, which is good. To review 963 emails, the fee was $9,630 in the Rochester School District. 3,820 for 382 emails. An email from the ODE District told a parent that their request to look at the lesson plans would be $1,525. But the parent could, quote, narrow the scope of your request to reduce your overall cost estimate. I mean, give me a friggin' break. Another Rochester, Michigan parent was asked to pony up $172,951 and change for her public records fee. You know, the school district says that FOIA allows the district to charge certain fees incurred for processing and responding to FOIA requests. Well, let me tell you that they're losing lawsuits left and right, and the school districts are paying big damages to parents. If your school district, folks, anywhere in the United States that you're listening to me, is pulling this with you, sue them immediately. Get together with the other parents. I guarantee you'll find an attorney to take it on in a gnat's eyelash. Here's a little lighter story. Well, depending upon how you look at it. How about buck naked bicyclists flash children during Boy Scout-led Seattle Pride Parade with the blessing of police? The Boy Scouts, naked bicyclists in front of little kids in a parade. My, how far Seattle has fallen, not to mention how far the Boy Scouts have fallen. The J6 nonsense, right? This outrageous farce that's going on. One poor guy who's incarcerated from Texas. He's a veteran. His wife got a letter from the VA dated June 13th from the Director Regional Office. Her name, by the way, is Angel Harrelson. Quote, pursuant to 38 U.S. Code blah, 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 forfeiture for subversive activities. After receiving notice of an indictment for the above offense, the VA must suspend payment of gratuitous benefits pending disposition of the criminal proceedings. If convicted, gratuitous benefits are forfeited automatically from and after the date of the offense. Wow. This is the United States of America last time I checked. It's unbelievable. There's a principal, another school story for you. A principal at a New York City high school. Okay. She, she's trying to fire all the white teachers at her school. Yeah. Her, her name is Paula Lev, L-E-V, by the way. And she presides over the High School for Law and Public Service. Oh. In Washington Heights, for those of you familiar with New York, here's a quote from Ms. Lev. I am going to get rid of all the white teachers that aren't doing anything for the kids of our community. Hmm. 
There's been a complaint filed, obviously, and a petition from students. The petition from students basically calls attention to her woke purge and goes on to say, quote, that displaced staff members who were fully experienced and qualified were dumped in favor of those who are clearly inferior and not up to the job. Parents, grandparents, if you're not involved with your school board, if you're not raising holy hell, if you're not standing up for your kids, well, it's about time that you do. About time that you do. This is about a two-week-old story. I meant to bring it to you. Did you see the video of Nancy Pelosi elbowing the little girl? I think she's eight years old, who's the daughter of Myra Flores, the first Republican elected in 150 years down in that border district. It's unbelievable. I mean, the video is posted under the audio bar on the website, on the right side radio. Uh, You should take a look at it. It'll tell you a lot about Nancy Pelosi. Then we have the case of 42-year-old Michelle McKelly. She's been arrested 100 times. That's 100, 100. And this latest arrest, she was making off with $125 worth of merchandise. She's a shoplifter. Evidently, this is her career, shoplifting. And she has bailed on 27 court appearances over her career of 100 arrests. And the judge set her free on supervised release because the charges brought against her do not qualify for bail. Welcome to New York City. And the new mayor used to be like a head honcho in the police, huh? That's great. By the way, I wonder why this would be. New York Police Department crime statistics for May 2022, robbery, burglary, grand larceny, all through the roof. Compared to the May before, we're talking about increases of 20 to 60% Never mind homicides, which have doubled. And then, of course, because the same folks who bring you the trucker shutdown in California care so much about you and are so worried about what you're paying at the pump and inflation and your ease and comfort in life as an American. Biden is about to ban all offshore drilling. That's all offshore drilling. Literally, literally, this guy is going to shut down offshore drilling. He put it off. It was originally supposed to be done June 30th. He's put it off, but it's pending, folks. It's going to happen. And on June 6th, committing to a clean energy future. Yeah, oh, you know, please, gag me. He decided to tackle climate change and lower energy costs through the use of the Defense Production Act. Hmm. Just so you know, 20% of the nation's natural gas, uh, we do have a winter coming, and oil production comes from offshore boundaries. But listen, that's not all. Because the government and the NGOs and Soros and China and Russia who fund these various eco-terrorism NGOs, they want to shut it all down, folks. They don't care what you pay at the pump. I mean, they couldn't care less. There's actually rumors, if Russia shuts down oil production, that oil could jump to 380 a barrel. You would see $25 a gallon diesel and $15 a gallon or more gas. So BLM finally gets some leases out, right, under President Cadaver. I mean, you know, there is an election coming up. And a dozen environmental groups filed two separate lawsuits. This is a week ago Wednesday. And, (laughs) you know, they're objecting to leases in Wyoming and Utah. And the BLM kind of removed a handful of tracks from the sale trying to appease them, but dismissed all their other objections, which are Looney Tunes. So Mike Freeman, he's a senior attorney for Earth Justice, oh, okay, one of the groups. He sued over Wyoming's lease sale on behalf of 
the Wilderness Society, and Friends of the Earth. I hope you folks don't give any money to these people. Once again, they are funded by China, Russia, and Soros, and his ilk. The lawsuit argues that BLM failed to address the effects the leases would have on Wyoming's wildlife. Oh, yes, they really care about that. Or groundwater. Oh, I'm sure they just go out there and take teaspoons and test it every day. But the real deal is that the leases will affect climate, according to them. Yes. The Wyoming sale is particularly egregious, Freeman says. So the president of the oil and gas industry group Western Energy Alliance, Kathleen Sagama, Quote, these groups are trying to conjure up a legal precedent to support their agenda of absolutely no oil and natural gas leasing development anywhere. And she's right, because attorneys for these groups have come back and said, quote, even if they just offered one lease, we would be very disappointed. And no way would we say that's acceptable. This guy is Jeremy Nichols, director of the Climate and Energy Program for Wild Earth Guardians. Oh yeah, great. Folks, if you don't get the mentality of the left, if you don't understand how little they care about you, in fact, how much they disdain you, you know, you are a virus on the face of the earth, this should kind of bring it home. And you can extend that all the way through to Cadaver's administration. This is all hocus-pocus, completely contrived, just like the California situation. It is too much water in the ditch, and it's meant to make sure there's not enough water coming out of the pond. And it's all meant to hurt you and to control you and to influence elections and for power and for control. A number of West Point cadets have filed a formal grievance with West Point Command. At the same time, three retired generals sent a letter. Lieutenant General Thomas McErnie, Major General Paul Valley, and Colonel Andrew O'Mara, excuse me, two generals and a colonel. The letter, which is titled, by the way, Declaration of Betrayal of West Point and the Long Gray Line, so that you know the Long Gray Line is the hundreds of years of cadets that have graduated and gone to officer status in the various military forces. What they are demanding is, and this is the same as the cadets, an explanation for the irregularities in the enforcement of the honor code, a justification for mandatory vaccination of cadets, despite widespread adverse reactions, an explanation for teaching critical race theory, an explanation of reported mismanagement at the cadet dining facility resulting in unsanitary conditions, political activism on the part of civilian faculty members, the practice of exclusive reliance upon radical progressive guest speakers to address the core of cadets, an explanation for the failure of the superintendent to respond to correspondence inquiring about the problems identified at the academy. And by the way, folks, if that doesn't tell you exactly where our military is headed, I go back to my historical series on the rightsideradio.com on military readiness. You know, it's just a few weeks ago. I mean, this is all intentional. And by the way, while we're all paying $25 a gallon diesel and $15 gas and worrying about deaf for those of you who unfortunately have deaf-dependent diesel vehicles, never fear. Elitists such as Maida's Mark Zuckerberg, you know, suck bucks. They're flying on private jets more than ever because they want to make up for your inconvenience, folks. In fact, corporate elitists have hit a 10-year high in private jet spending with while simultaneously carping about climate change. Yeah, think about this. <laughs> on the COVID side, uh, Swedish birth rate da- data. Guess what? In 2022 birth rates have plunged 20 to 30% in Sweden. 
It didn't plunge during COVID. It didn't plunge during, well, Sweden had no lockdown, so it's really a a good base to use. And this is a peer-reviewed study, by the way. But the bottom line is, something happened to reduce the plunge, I'll use use studies terms, birth rates in Sweden. What could that have been? Could it have been 80% of the Swedish population is vaccinated? Hmm. It kind of ties in with a bunch of studies that are coming in from around the world and here in the United States. By the way, if you want to read the study itself, Swedish Statistical Agency. It's actually a government agency. You can go back, duck, duck, go it up, and go from there. And then one last little reminder of what Democratic Marxists, the progressive wing, the controlling wing, unfortunately, of what used to be a great party, the Democratic Party, a lieutenant governor in Wisconsin who's now running against Ron Johnson, which, who, by the way, is terrific. Send him some money. Stand up. Her name is Mandela Barnes. And <laughs> this is unbelievable. So she basically said that the founding of America was awful. Let me give you this quote. Imagine being so ashamed of how we got to this place in America that you outlaw teaching it. Things were bad. Things were terrible. The founding of this nation, awful. You know... But we're here now. We should commit ourselves to doing everything we can to repair the harm because it still exists today. The harm, the damage, whether it was colonization or whether it was slavery, the impacts are felt today and they're going to continue to be felt until we address it in a meaningful way. Oh, that was the July 4th message by one of the Democratic senatorial candidates from the state of Wisconsin. I mean, need I say more? And with that, yes, once again, Big sigh, a tear, we're out of time. There's never enough time. So I'm going to ask you, particularly after the stories I've brought you today, I want you to think about that whole natural paradox of too much water and too little water. Never the right amount. I want you to think about the stories that I shared with you today. Some of them are truly ghastly and important, and you need to take steps to protect you and your family. And I want you to look in the mirror. I want you to repeat with conviction, with your family. I will muster. I will stand. I will not comply. I will never give in. I will never stop fighting. I will join with those in these United States and across the globe who love freedom as I do. And we will win. This is Reed Lance Rosenthal on the Right Side Radio. We'll talk at you next week. Take care and keep the wind at your back. Please remember, if you've missed any shows, just click on Show Archive and you'll find all of his shows. We look forward to seeing you here again next week for another episode of Reed Lance Rosenthal on the Right Side. Are you a fan of the 1883 miniseries? Then you will love its partial inspiration, Threads West, an American saga. The number one national Amazon and Barnes & Noble best-selling multi-generational epic saga of the American story in the West. Recipient of a whopping 34 national awards, including Best Historical Fiction, Best Multicultural Fiction, Best Romance, and Best Western. You will recognize the characters that live in these pages. They are you. They are us. This is not only their story, it is our story. Threads West is written 
written by Wyoming rancher Reed Lance Rosenthal. Lois Henderson, Chief AD Library Information Services, proclaims fluent and strong, sensual, evocative, and unforgettable. Compared to McMurtry's Pulitzer Prize-winning Lonesome Dove and Michener's Centennial, Rosenthal's epic masterpiece will rival even some of Louis L'Amour's best-loved work. Call the Gone with the Wind of the West and Sackets on Steroids. Get it now. Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Kindle, Nook, Audible, or the publisser, ThreadsWestSeries.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. I support this show, and I would like to offer you our biggest discounts for listening. So please go to our website, MyPillow.com, and put in the promo code at the end of this message to get the biggest discounts. Again, thanks for listening, and God bless. Use the promo code RIGHTSIDE, R-I-G-H-T-S-I-D-E, RIGHTSIDE, or call 800-892-1083, RIGHTSIDE. Do you own a timeshare? Well, face the facts. You made a mistake. You made a bad purchase. A timeshare is not an investment. It's a money pit that continues forever. If you use your timeshare, that's great. But if you don't and you want to legally get out of your contract, call my friends right now at the Timeshare Exit Hotline. They're an experienced team of lawyers who help good people like you get out of a timeshare contract that they just don't want. Don't throw away your money on maintenance fees. Use it for things you really want. We can help you end your timeshare contract and stop the money drain immediately. If you are ready to move on with your timeshare, call our team right now. Cancel your timeshare now with a free call. 800-296-0150. 800-296-0150. That's 800-296-0150. Do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Are you being audited or investigated? Has the IRS sent you a letter demanding payment? You may not owe what they claim. Make this free call to the tax doctor now. Let them negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. 800-628-6070. 800-628-6070. That's 800-628-6070. 